What The Hell Tech listeners, I'm your host this week, Hayla Levine. This is the podcast where we tackle some of the trending topics, ideas and best practice in health and social care. This week, we've got a special episode as we're going to look back at our CEO, Paul Johnson, speaking at the Care Show in October 2022. Paul talks about the power of technology and connectivity. It's a really interesting um, speech. So look out for Paul's analogy on whether you're in the right side of the room or left side of the room and whether that will mean you'll live longer or less time. I found that really, really interesting. So have a listen now and I'm going to hand over to Paul now. Hello, good afternoon. Thanks everybody for dropping by. I'm Paul Johnson, CEO of Radar Healthcare. Um, I'm just going to talk to you today not about Radar Healthcare. If you'd like to know more, please come and see us. We're at G30, happy to share what we do. Um, I'm going to just talk a little bit about technology um, and it's more about why you should think about technology and what it actually means in terms of some of the outcomes that it can deliver. So I'm not going to focus too much on individual pieces of technology. It's more about how that ecosystem, connectivity um, and that side of things. So what do we mean by technology? So there are many elements to technology, especially in healthcare. So you have things like Da Vinci's robot. So Da Vinci's robot, for those who don't know, it's a uh, surgical support tool to help surgeons perform precision procedures. An, a, an incredible tool, but a, a million pounds a pop. It's a very expensive tool and it has a limited piece. That's not to say that I'm not an advocate and a fan of Da Vinci's robot, because I am. And I think we should fund hundreds of them. But, so that's one element, but the other element is instead of technology always having to be sexy, the biggest impact that you can derive from technology is quite often the simplest thing. And it's where you have those commodity activities. So I want to touch on a little bit of those as I go through this. Something the size of a postage stamp. So again, just to kind of dispel some myths around some of the technology you see. There are some great texts, so thematic, CCTV, acoustic monitoring, patient wearables. All this technology is fantastic. And again, I, I encourage people to see what's out there. There is some great tech out there today. I discovered a piece today which was around uh, tissue um, viability and tissue uh, pressure injury monitoring. And a simple, you know, identify ahead of those um, pressure injuries occurring. So when you think of falls, you think of pressure injuries, medication errors, these are the biggest contributing factors to hospitalization and patient harm, especially in care settings. So these are great, great things. What do we mean by this? This is something we work with. These are tiny little, um, they look like small plastic postage stamps, slightly thicker. And it's the configurability of these things that's really important because you can basically determine and instruct that what do you want it to monitor. It will then start to monitor whether it's environmental, um, if, it, you know, if it's temperature. If you think about temperature where I mentioned about commodity activity, if you put one of those into a fridge and you connect it to a system like Radar Healthcare, you've now solved fridge monitoring and temperature monitoring because it will constantly speak to each other as it starts to see deviation, things start to heat up. It's going to send an automated alert to the relevant people say, you need to come and look at me, I may be failing. That's just a really simple kind of example of, of what that does. So 
this kind of tech is demonstrable. This isn't out of the possible. This is there now. Um, you're available to take it. If you've got a system, I would always say, I think Nuno touched on it, who was speaking before me, if you were around for that. It's about that interoperability, making sure systems can communicate with devices like this. If you think about, I, I mentioned there about um, monitoring temperature and things. Uh, and real life examples are along this. We saw during the heat wave, you see that temperature is rising. Temper temperature might be rising in individual rooms. What is that an indication of? Obviously that hydration levels might need to increase. So integrating two care systems like Nourish to inform the care workers, we might want to increase hydration levels because the temperature is rising. We want to do that because it's a direct contributor to falls. There's some stats there around um, just in falls, and falls is such a big problem. As you can imagine, for, for the elderly, when there is a fall, there can be significant implications. And I think some of those stats highlight that 10% results in serious injury. It isn't just about monitoring hydration levels, it's patient wearables. This is all about connecting the patient with the care workers of the care organisations. It's not just about reacting to what's occurred, it's about identifying what can we do to prevent. We don't want those hospital admissions. So what does all this mean? I, I'm going to kind of get a little bit on a soapbox here, so I apologise, but I'm on a bit of a personal crusade with this. So integrated care systems. And so for me, this is what technology has the opportunity and the ability to affect a change. We have, so we as Radar Healthcare, we work across all of these settings. And so we're in, a, we're in a fortunate position to have holistic oversight of all these care settings. But when you start to connect each of these locations, you have local authorities, we have social care, care homes, community trusts, home living, NHS trust, GP practice. So what does this mean? When we start to connect those systems, when we start to overlay things like machine learning and AI, which I'll touch on in a second, we have a real opportunity to affect a change. I was having a conversation just prior to this about delayed transfers of care. The technology is there, there are systems there now that we work already with care organisations to transition a person from hospital into a care setting, match their care package to that specific requirement. So we can address things like delayed transfers of care. This here is intrinsically linked and this is where the frustration comes and I'm sure everybody feels it in the care setting. The NHS and social care are bound together. We, we, we compound each other and I dearly hope that the ICSs go somewhere to address this because if we can start to affect a change in social care by reducing hospital admissions, by embracing technology, integrated solutions, um, IoT devices, patient wearables, etc., etc., then we can affect a real change. Again, I'll give you a real life example. Smart meters in the home. Smart meters, it's public data that you can take out of this. What information, why would we want to connect with a smart meter? Because I know this, Joe Bloggs is now switching on the kettle 40% less than he was two days ago. He's not switching lights on and off. He's not watching TV. It's a sign of reduced mobility. We can automate that into the community nursing team. Joe might require a visit. It's a sign of 
you know, diminished movement, activity. Let's prevent chronic conditions developing. Let's inform community nursing teams. Let's prevent people getting into hospital. When they, it's the worst place possible for elderly is, is, is the hospital. And quite often they can suffer more harm actually in the hospital setting than in the care home setting. So we have an opportunity to address this. In terms of what does it mean, how do we process all of this? If you kind of look on the left hand side, we've got IoT devices. What is that? That's Internet of Things. So when you think about whether I'm monitoring temperature, I'm, I'm in a care management system, or I'm looking at pressure injuries, or whatever it might be, these are connected to the Internet. And there's a wealth of data and information that we receive from that. Some of these systems will directly trigger an alert um, so that somebody can intervene and respond. But we want to bring that data into radar healthcare and systems like ours. Patient wearables in home, and then there's data. Data from other systems. Why do we want to bring it in here? So machine learning and AI. I think historically people look upon that as it's quite a scary term. It's really complex. It's for NASA. It's for launching shuttles into space. It's a really simple solution and, and it works. So machine learning and AI, if you can imagine, we've got all this data being brought into one central system. AI machine learning can do the hard yards for you as an organization. Even within care groups, care settings, it can start to identify where have I got trends, where are things occurring, where do I need to focus, what are the precursors to patient harm. And that's a really important one. And AI machine learning does those hard yards and it visualizes it for you. We need to focus our attention at this set setting, this location. We've got a heightened risk of patient harm because of, um, we're using agency staff because of COVID, the pandemic. All of these data points, when you push them through the system, drive out, visualize, and, and enable you to take action. What we do in Radar Healthcare is we automate that action. If we know what the response is, it's predetermined workflows, notifications, and informing organizations of what they need to do. This is the kind of soapbox moment, so I apologize, but I think we've got a real opportunity to address this. So I don't know, in fact, can everybody on this side of the room, just bear with me, and just put, raise your hands. Just raise your hands on this side of the room, please. Okay? If I told you that everybody on this side of the room is going to live 10 years longer than you, how would you feel about that? Just think about that for a moment. These guys are going to get 10 years longer. So the bus route, this, this is genuine. Every major city, Sheffield, 83 bus, inner city to outer city, 10 years life expectancy deficit. True stat. And it's across every major city. That health inequality has to be addressed. Now, I'm not suggesting it's just technology that needs to do that, but there is a real opportunity if we all work together, we embrace technology, and everybody has a part to play. So my point being is, even at an individual level, there is an opportunity to start to address some of these health inequalities. Public health management data, bring it into these systems. Let's process it, let's understand. Statin prescriptions are increasing in an area. It's a sign of heart disease. Is it down to diet and exercise? Let's get into the community and help address that. So there's lots of interventions that we can, we can do.
I'm going to share a quick story. Um, so about, it's probably two years ago now, I received a call. Um, a nurse over in Mersey rang me up and said, um, uh, I'm looking after a care home. They've been ra rated as inadequate. We're going to be closed down. I believe we can turn it around. I've got commitment from the owners, the management and the team. But I need technology to help me turn it around. And I said, right, okay, sounds like a project we want to be involved with. He said, by the way, I've got no money. So, okay. So, okay, and I said, let's do it. By the way, that, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, we start to work with, with, with this organization, this single care home in a community. In three months, that care home went from inadequate to good. The CQC said they'd never seen a turnaround in such a time. I'm not claiming credit for that for Radar Healthcare. What I am saying is they had a commitment, a desire to make a change and recognised technology could underpin that change. And then about three and a half months ago we received an email saying we'd received an unannounced inspection by the CQC rated as outstanding. That's not for me to stand here bragging that look what we did with this care home. I, I say this, think about this. Two years ago everybody that went through that care home, can you imagine the experience they had? That was inadequate care delivered to every single person that went through there. The experience those families would have had. What happens now, every time somebody goes through that, they're, they're receiving outstanding care. Now that's an incredible outcome. And that's, that's our purpose for being, if you like, is that we're, we're here to help organisations like yourselves to deliver outstanding outcomes and better patient outcomes. I, I love this. We, we did a, um, a podcast. I, I can't, I should remember who said it, and I just remember hearing it. I thought, wow, that's a great line. And it was, you know, a clinician can save life, um, the digital community can save thousands. Data can save thousands of lives. And I think we've all got a part to play in it. Um, that's it from me, so it's no preachy sell or anything like that. Please come and see us at G30. If you've got any questions, I'm happy to answer them. If not, have a great show. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to that. If you have any questions for us, for Paul, please email whatthehelltech at radarhealthcare.com and please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Thank you.